Yo, welcome to G&Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one, and we back, G&Q Review. What's going on, Grant? We are back. It's like every week we're back, you know. Every like week. every week we're here and we're back. Can you can you really imagine that? So sometimes I think like, damn, I haven't. I don't. I don't feel like I've seen a lot of movies, but uh, I've Same. watched <laughs> something or at least a TV show for the fat more than a year. Every week, <laughs> every week, like more than a year, you know. And we've watched like series in there, you know. We got. Our our debut with uh, the snooze uh, fest, yeah, Game of Game Thrones. Thrones. McMillions started off strong. I think it died off a little bit. Still enjoyable. Yeah. I'm so glad I. But yeah, no, I feel I feel like a what's the what do they call it? Imposter syndrome. You know, I I feel like oh, yeah. I'm a fraud. Uh, I don't want to call myself a a movie buff. You know, they're like you got people. They're like you see this movie. I'm like no, nope. I haven't seen it. <laughs> like I, we're getting better movie. though. There are some things I'm like, hey, now I know that. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it definitely seems like there is a lot of material. But we are nailing it one by one. One quick thing that I wanted to ask you about, Grant, because I feel like this would concern you. I saw some news, some movie news. Movie news. Um, in fact, that uh, back in our uh, hometown, Cleveland. That Tower City Cinemas is set to close permanently. Yeah, I. Uh, How I do you feel s- about that, Grant? If you asked me to bet on it, I could have seen that coming a little bit. Okay. Uh, the Cleveland International Film Fest was by far the biggest event at those theaters, and they had a deal with them, and until. You know, they've been there, maybe not at that theater, but the Cleveland International Film Fest is, I think they just had their 45th. Um, they've been doing it for a while, right? 45 years is a long time. Um, there was rumors floating about that they would not have it anymore at Tower City. They would have it at Playoff Square um, in the actual, like, theater theaters you know with an I re and not an er you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah uh so i thought it was because they wanted more money but maybe it's because they were like we uh, we, we can't have no- do this anymore yeah what are yeah. they gonna do you i mean you haven't been but dude there's like uh at least 10 theaters and it's like off you have to like like go over kind of like a bridge. It's it's all in its own area. I don't. What are they gonna do with it? I don't know what they could do with it. They're all movie theaters. You know, it's like when a mall shuts down. You're like, well, either you demolish the whole thing or you reopen another mall like a few <laughs> years later. Or in uh, both cases, you I'll tell you what you do, Grant. You create an Amazon fulfillment center mm. where we can stimulate the economy again. You know, create some new jobs. A, ba- <laughs> a Bezos, yeah, Bezos crib. You know, yeah, yeah. They're all like registered as his residences. He can move <laughs> around, and they'll do. That's that's the genius of I don't know capitalism and 
just entrepreneurship people people find something there's some money to be made um it's maybe weird because or it's they, a bust and you lose yeah it. they were making so much money you ha- you could imagine like from the i mean they had so many people at the cleveland international film festival though i think that was like their only time they yeah uh, i guess after that not really a lot of uh foot traffic yeah i hear uh movie theaters in general are not very profitable they make most of their money on concessions because the licensing fees are so expensive. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sad. I want to see what they'll do with it. They just need to take it to the next level. I'm like, I'm. There needs to be a reason to go to a movie theater. Like, you got to get those 4D seats to work. I've never done one, but every time I hear from people, it's more of like a There's gimmick. A 4D seat. Well, it's like things that incorporate, you know, your your seat oh, moves, like or like Disney rides or something. Yeah, something like that. But make it like kick ass, and people will pay a premium, and people will go to that. Because if it's just the way it stays right now, people are like, I'll just drink a beer in my house and chill with my family. Yeah, um, I mean they've upgraded the chairs a ton, so the chairs are nice now, and they now there's beer always, and usually like decent beer. Um, but speaking of Disney, like a 4D Disney ride, I remember yeah. we went to Disney or maybe it was Universal, but we were watching was Bugs Life or Ants, uh, whatever. And <laughs> yep. there's a I know scene exactly you're sitting, the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're sitting in and there's a scene where there's like ants or termites and you can feel them in your on your legs like in the chair like they're crawling on you and as a kid I was like whoa like ah, this is crazy um really uh you know um, immerseful it's a uh, immersion um, um, what's the word <laughs> you're immersed <laughs> you're immersed <laughs> that's what it is i think uh, you may be remembering that a little differently grant cuz i know there's one scene cuz i cried i think as a kid you know when i went to this ride it's something stings someone and they like poke your back oh. with like a stinger. Yeah. And it's They're really traumatizing. I think the whole dude, and then there's bugs crawling on your seat. I think the whole thing was probably trauma. I that's the only one of the only rides I remember yeah. as a kid there. Um I'm trying to think. Like right. as during that Disney trip, I think I remember um there was a Simpson ball one. You were like in a ball i think i remember Simpsons that one too. At disney maybe mm. universal maybe this I one don't, i don't think homer simpson's walking around disney world <laughs> like <laughs> hello <laughs> don't uh, don't uh, all right great what are we what are we doing today speaking of being frauds you know and we said we're we're slowly you know getting movies under our belt we have watched we we have watched this week you know a classic uh it's thrown around a lot everyone recognizes at least the name you know monty python and the holy grail that's what we watch this week uh i'll give you i you know i don't know uh, any synopsis that could sum this up but it's um i like the imdb one where it's king arthur and his knights of the round table embark on a surreal low budget search for the holy grail encountering many very silly obstacles and that is pretty true that this film is silly it's silly it's a silly and film and when they say obstacle it's almost like uh, every scene is a sketch yeah it's like a, a setup and a punchline 
there is a thin plot line that's going on, but for the most part, it's a series of sketches and they kind of navigate from one night to the next. You know, I had high hopes at the beginning. Okay. Because I was dying with the subtitles about moose. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up. I thought that was hilarious. And then (laughs) they said, like, the creds were taking over and it's all llamas, (laughs) all the named llamas. I was dying. I was like, this is going to be fucking great. Um, but honestly, the that that landed the hardest. Besides that, and the ending, I really like the ending. But so, I mean, they they started the movie off with some credits, and you know, usually, probably in every other movie you've ever seen, I mean, you're you're not really paying attention. It's just the credits. But in this case, they kind of slowly introduced, like, German? I guess there were subtitles. I thought there were German subtitles, and I was so confused. I was like. Because I was watching on Netflix, I'm like, like, like Fire Stick. <laughs> I'm setting like, off. dude, I have English <laughs> subtitles on. What's going on? Um, <laughs> and the subtitles are very straight at first, and they just get more and more absurd. And, uh, and then they start talking about moose. <laughs> <laughs> and the people that wrote the subtitles got fired, and the people that got fired also got or fired the people they also got fired it, it was it was clever i mean you don't you don't see that and i, I think it's kind of like what you said i i had mixed feelings going into this movie because i don't think i've ever seen it but from like ever since i was little i feel like i had a series of elementary school teachers i definitely had one it's probably more than one that they used all these quotes in like like math problems so you know anytime there was a uh what's an opportunity what what school did you go to i public schools <laughs> <laughs> where uh there'd be a person that was doing something like they would it would be a knight's name or it would be a quote from the movie or you know i think one time we had to figure out like how fast the the, the swallow went or something. And as a kid, you have no clue. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing, but all these like lines have been in my head for, for years because of that. And it was all like coming back to me. And I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot of, lot of lines in this film that are so like part of common culture these days. You think, I, I mean, I didn't even know they had an origin, you know? And I, I think the, the origins, this film, like, uh, so something fun I do, uh, I, I'm on, I, we, we use Zencaster, right? And I get a name coin every week. Uh, and this week I called him Q tis, but a scratch and tis, but a scratch. I've seen that like on Reddit. A million all the times. Time. I, I think it's, I mean, it's funny. I had no idea. I thought it came from like Skyrim, honestly. That's the, that's the arrow in the knee, man. Yeah, arrow in the knee. No, but I mean, there's a scene in this where King Arthur cuts off this knight's arm, and the arm's just on the ground, and the knight's just like, "Just put a scratch. Let's keep on fighting. Keep um, going, man." And that's what I mean. This film is it's it's absurdist surreal comedy, which normally I feel like I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of a lot of weird, like adult swim shit that, you know, is just hilarious. 
and maybe I just wasn't in the right mood, or maybe it's it was a little dated, just because I've I've heard it's like you've you know all the spoilers, you've heard the lines so many times that it's hard to to see it for the first time, at least for me. Yeah, this is a film that I don't know whether or not a second watch would make me dislike it more or like it more. I don't know. It's like I, a coin toss. For I me. know it would be dislike for me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> it, I mean, but but you were saying earlier, you know, your favorite scene that you were really dying at was the subtitles. And I kind yeah. of had a similar experience where most of them were like, that's clever or funny. But I was dying at the the witch scene. Where they were try- they were trying to burn this lady who like had like a fake witch costume on that they put on her, and they're just the dumbest people ever. Like we gotta burn her. And there's one smart dude, and he's like, "How do we, like, how do we know she's a witch?" And then they get to like, no, no oh. they're, they're like, they're like, what? Why do we burn witches? You know what? What also burns? And someone's like, oh. Mm, mm. Uh. Wood, wood, <laughs> wood. He's like, yeah. And then they just keep on doing that. Yeah. They're like, what? like what floats on water? Like, yeah. I don't well, know. yeah. They, they're, they. I think they asked. Uh, of course, we're butchering it, but yeah. Uh, like, how do we? How do we know she's made out of wood? <laughs> they're like, build a bridge out of her. <laughs> they're like, oh. He's like, but stone can also be used to build bridges. Like, fuck. and then they're like, hmm. <laughs> they're like taking their time. They're like really thinking, come up with it. Like um, that must have been so hard to film. You got all those guys there, and they must have had to done it, do it a million times. But I mean, that was a part that I was. I mean, I was laughing out loud. That was that was hilarious. Um, and then she was a witch. <laughs> yeah, at the she, end, at she went. <laughs> But I, I think if those moments were in the majority, then yeah, this would be like one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. But it just wasn't it wasn't that. You know, and I was I was reading about this because I know it's it's known as it's an iconic comedy film. And we said it before we watched it. I would be surprised if five percent of the top 250 films were comedy you know i'd be surprised if it was three percent yep um there's not a lot of comedies in the top 250 and is that because people you know it's who knows right it could be that dramas resonate more with audiences it also could be this critic effect right like comedies are typically not critically acclaimed films um for whatever reason i guess because I don't know. There, I think the humor is subjective. I mean, it's, it's sometimes true. you tell a joke doing some stand up and sounded really funny in your head. And maybe it sounded really funny in the writer's room, but then people see it and they're like, that's just stupid. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I, you know, if you ask someone, if you, if you have the same favorite like two comics as someone like you know you'll probably get along right <laughs> like, I think so yeah if you're like yo I love you know for me like Bo Burnham like if someone likes Bo Burnham I think I'll get along with them like if someone loves Bill Burnham and I love Bo Burnham like I think we get along um 
You would because, hope. But it's subjective, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but it's subjective, right? The whole point is like there's such a large range of of com- comedy and comics that someone could, you know, I mean, you could like a you could like Amy Schumer um, and think she's hilarious. You know, Nikki Glaser, I don't mind her. I like I think she's funnier like uh, improv, but I don't really like her stand up. It's it's not my style. Um I think she's hilarious on podcasts, but in terms of of stand up, it's just not not my style. And I know people who love her. Um, but then know. you have, I mean, it kind of goes a little bit past stand up, where these are. I mean, this is a new medium where you know uh, it's sketch comedy and this absurd sketches. So it's kind of a different strategy to make people laugh and even though you may have similar favorite stand-up comedians maybe you you might disagree with that person on some other different comedic mediums comedic you know maybe we're getting to something right now maybe what are we getting we got it yeah we got it we're getting there (laughs) so uh you know i'm I'm, i've been reading about uh, a little bit uh, of of monty python and, and why it's so highly acclaimed and you know, I, I'm seeing posts around that. It, it's so, it has so many different styles of comedy, right? It's got slapstick. It's got sexual innuendos. It's got absurdity. You know, it's got that, that logic piece was really funny for you, right? It's playing off of logic and in, in this. Uh, dumb people. Dumb people, like uh, <laughs> Idiocracy, right? I, I, yeah, I think exactly. that's one of your favorite movies. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, religious blasphemy, right? Political humor, all this stuff. And, you know, that's hard to do in a film. And I bet, I bet watching this, you know, there's one scene that, everyone's thinks is hilarious um for me it was the the opening credits so then it just went downhill but (laughs) but for most you know like i bet everyone's laughing pretty hard at any at some scenes you know they had scenes that were more just like philosophical comedy in a way uh, when they were talking about the sparrows and then they just start getting they just go off track and start talking about like european races and an african a sparrow, a swallow, a swallow. Swallow. African yeah. swallow. He's like, sh- trolled. Bridgemaster is uh, like, I don't, I don't know what that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's maybe that's why, you know, no one watches this without coming back with being like, dude, that scene was hilarious. And then your friend says, no, man, I mean, that was funny, but this one, this one was dying. the best. Yeah. Um, I think that's hard to do. And I think they did it coherently enough that they had they had a plot line that that you know they had to be creative to to maintain this whole plot and and set up these skits um but again like any compilation of sketches i like portlandia that's a good show but every episode you know it's a crapshoot like some sketches are really fucking funny but in Portland, you know, like there's probably like four or five sketches throughout the show that I think are fucking hilarious. But, you know, that's hundreds of hundreds of sketches that they've done. Um, and I only like five. Yeah, I think what I should have done but didn't do is, I mean, I haven't seen a single actual sketch from the 
comedic the comedy group Monty Python from back in the day. I mean, they were a group, I guess it looks like of six people or so. And, you know, they reached a certain level of fame and that, that kind of transitions into these movies. So there was already some hype behind it before it came out. That's another thing. Yeah. You know, they stayed true to their, like they were able to make a semi coherent plot movie, like a blockbuster while still doing sketches and, and being true to a sketch comedy group. It's pretty impressive. Have you seen any of the impractical jokers sketch comedy? That seems to be the latest. Yeah. I have not, but when I think of the most recent kind of uh, sketch comedy groups, that's, that's who I, that's who I go you to. Really? I think I mean, there's so many. You got, I think the most recent one, you got Key and Peele, you got Broad City, you got Portlandia, um, a little bit predated, but in high school, I watched all of them. It was Wise Kids You Know. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> they do some good work, man. But some of them, like you said, yeah, they. I think they, uh, they fall flat and you just... It's kind of just the nature of the beast like you if you're not like with the premise of the sketch then it's not gonna hit for you i mean you need to kind of be on board with where the ship is going and yeah. or else it's just kind of like oh this is this is dumb i have a, a real life um anecdote about portlandia Um, yeah i I saw one of my favorite bands at the time they were called typhoon and um it was actually pretty nice because they were the opener for the opener so once they performed like they're just hanging out you know yeah yeah most people are not there to see them i was there to see them um like a true fan like a true fan um but i i you know i'm going there to buy a t-shirt um and i'm talking to the crew and they said they're from portland Oregon and I'm like Portland like ha ah, like Portlandia and there is a violinist in the band and she's like I hate that show like it's real <laughs> you know they have that that uh, uh put put a bird on it sketch and if you don't know Quinn they have a put a bird on it sketch because it's just making fun of Portland in general and like hipsters and uh yeah people put a bird like sticker or like a bird engraving on everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's like a, a, a commercial sketch where they're like, put a bird on it. <laughs> like, and just gets more and more ridiculous. Right. But the violinist um, of, of the band, she was like, you know, <laughs> I had a bird on my violin before that sketch <laughs> and they ruined it. They ruined it. Uh, I it <laughs> put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Yeah, man, that, yeah, it'll piss some people off too, because it may seem annoying or just unlikable to to some people. But it's really impressive how, with Monty Python, how far this group reaches. I mean, if you go to the IMDb, IMDb page, you go to like the connections or references. I mean, this is my finger hurts from scrolling all the way down because they try and list like every place that a line has been or a reference has been made. 
I mean, it's crazy. In like another movie? Yeah, in another movie or. Yeah, I bet, dude. Shrek the Third, man. Probably not your favorite Shrek, but. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk it's not about canon that. you know it's not canon is shrek 2 canon oh hell yeah dude shrek oh, hell 2. Yeah. it's hard man you could you could make the argument that shrek 2 is better what, what happened with shrek the third i don't think i've seen it oh really it's not canon i think there's a fourth shrek movie too yeah it's like shrek and happily ever after or something yeah damn i wonder when shrek 5 is coming out Untitled Shrek Reboot 2022. It's plot unknown. A reboot of the epic animated Shrek franchise. Get ready, Grant. I'm already planning. For I'll it. watch. I'll watch the new one. Let's do it. Is Eddie Murphy in it? Yep. Eddie Murphy not, is set to watching. return for the fifth. Yeah. Um, there was a lar- These notes are so dumb. I'm sorry to go on this tangent. There was a large gap between the Shrek movies, mainly because Shrek Forever After was intended to be the last in the franchise. Uh, no dumb sh- like like Toy Story three too, right? They're just like, um, like oh, we need more money. How do we get people to buy Disney Plus? <laughs> oh. Uh, Shrek. Oh, I like Shrek. I see all these commercials for Mulan, like like live action. It's on Disney Plus now, and I don't think, I don't think it's on there yet. It's coming out. Okay, well. It's coming out. I um, can't. Yeah. By the time you listen to this, it might be out. Um, this, by yeah. The t- by exactly. The time this, this weekend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, this doesn't look like, and it doesn't feel Disney at all. It seems like, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like the trailer at all. It did not make me want to get Disney Plus. It made me happy I wasn't a subscriber. Damn, dude. All right. Well, um, we may review that in the future because I know I have a hot date scheduled for that movie. You're watching that movie. I will eventually, yes. I don't know about this weekend, Are but we'll get to it. it. In a theater? No, no, no. You don't know what they're doing? They're um, releasing it straight to Disney+. Plus. They skip their theatrical release and they're charging, I think, $30 for you to basically own it. Like you own it as long as you're a Disney Plus subscriber. So you can rewatch it as many times as you want, but it's a flat 30. What if you're not a Disney Plus subscriber? Well, that sucks, dude. Then you, uh, you have to subscribe to Disney Plus and pay $30? Probably. I'm not sure. Sh- I get specifics. I don't know how that would work. I don't know where that you like sounds- keep it. Like you need an account. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to watch it on Disney Plus. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's their new strategy. And I don't know. Some people love it. Some people are like, Kill- the movie theaters were relying on Mulan to bring back business. Oh, yeah. I- movie I theaters are going to. Yeah. Maybe that was just the nail in the coffins for Tower City. Oh, if you wait till December 4th, you don't have to pay a fee if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. So. Okay. There you go. Uh, We kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent. Back to Monty Python. It was all right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know how much to get into it. Um, uh, 
the sketches are largely it's probably are, something are, I was going to say largely disconnected, but I'm going to scratch and say loosely connected. So it, there's not an overarching overarching theme for, you know, to, to discuss in my opinion. Um, you know, we talked about our favorite sketches. Uh, yeah. I believe there will be a sketch out there that you will like, and it's nice. I mean, this was definitely a movie that we were talking about earlier, how we've, you know, movie snobs and you hear lines and you don't really know where they're coming from. This will probably most definitely solidify at least one reference that you've heard in your life from someone. And now you're like, oh, I know where it comes from now. So I guess it's at good. Least one. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. And I think, you know, in future movies, you know, movies you watch, I'm sure this is, as you said, you know, I'm sure it's drawn upon um, a mm-hmm. lot. Because if it's it's an iconic movie, but um, like maybe Rocky, it is maybe on the list because of its iconity <laughs> Ooh, <man. laughs> um, instead of its, uh, you know, critical I don't know, <laughs> of inherent uh, value. Inherent value. Yeah, because you could just be a. Uh... You could Shrek the Third. That could be your favorite movie, and you're always like, I love that line when they do that. But it didn't really? actually come you from just me. like Monty Python. Yeah, be like Shrek the Third did it better. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag that. Uh, all right, Grant, is it uh, is it about time? Yeah, this was a it was a, a quick one. It was a quickie there. Sure, quickie. yeah, it's done. It is uh, time for the Gene Q patented review, where we we decide whether the true rating of the film is over under the imdb rating and for monty python and the holy grail released in 1975 we are sitting at an 8.2 it is on the imdb's top 100 best movies of all time which we have been randomly selecting from 250 250 100 that's right i'm confusing that with the imdb's worst movies which i should never confuse (laughs) yeah so uh, I am going to go first. I am an under. I don't. It's good to watch. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Are you glad you watched it? Yes. And if I ever have a, a longing for one of the sketches, I'm sure the sketches in their entirety are available online somewhere. And you can just say, oh, I like the sketch with the bunny and you look up the bunny sketch and that's as good as a rewatch is going to get. Yeah. I'm uh, with you. Um, 8.2. I'd, I'd go under as well. Not a burning itch to rewatch. Um, I would like, I don't have anyone I think in my close circle who is a diehard fan. Maybe they would open my eyes. Maybe I'm missing something. But for my first uneducated watch, going in blind, <laughs> it's an under. You talk to your dad at all? I'll, know, I'll ask him. Maybe he. I'll ask my dad too. Yeah. You know, dads might have a connection to this movie. They could. Ask your dad about this movie. Yeah. All right. And then if he says watch it, maybe just watch it with him. Yeah. Be like, dad, can we watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail? 
It'll maybe it'll make him happy. Maybe we'll improve. Like, oh, that movie's fucking overrated. <laughs> <laughs> fucking night nerds. If I had to go over or under, I'd stay under. Oh, this makes me want to beat your mom. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You're a little sketch yourself there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Quinn and I, we're, um, you know. We're on the quest. Debating. We're on our own yeah, quest. We're, we're on our own quest. And we were debating what's the, what's, the next, what's the right move? What's the next clue to find the Holy Grail? And, uh, you know. We uh, ended on a coin toss. You know, let the let let the sign, let God give us. What, the what sign, does the yeah. coin toss mean, Grant? What are we? So we're gonna flip a coin to determine whether or not we do a good or a bad movie. Pulling from the IMDb's top two fifty and a hundred lists, respectively. So, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Grant's uh, pulling one. up a coin flipper. Whoa. It's all whoa! You didn't even call it. You gotta call it before yeah, you. I know click that's the page. It, the page is just loaded, man. They don't even give you a chance. We're gonna color this coin. This is gonna be the purple coin. Purple coin. What, I feel like heads is uh, good. Good heads. It's a good movie. All right, hit it. And it's a bad movie. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so, so time now, to pull up the other random number generator. Well, we will generate a number one through a hundred. All right, bottom 100. 11. Hey. This is really, this supposed to be really oh, bad, though. This is supposed to be a really bad movie. one. All right. Oh. We've hit it. Our first parody oh. movie, Grant. Here it is. Epic movie made in 2007. Um, all right. Let me, uh, let me pull up the Google synopsis. Epic movie. All right. You know, four adult orphans um, have an incredible <laughs> adventure in a spoof of blockbuster and fantasy films. We visit a bizarre confectioner's chocolate factory and enter a mythic realm in which they must help a wise but a lust but lusty line rid the land of a witchy woman. So it's supposed to be the Chronicles of Narnia, I think, from that bit. Um, yeah, it makes yeah, you I think, actually, like, what was... What were the popular movies of like 2006 or 2005? Because I think it's all. Here drawing. we go. A spoof on the previous year's epic movies The Da Vinci Code, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and tw- 20 more. Oh, I see the big ones are Harry Potter, Charlie okay. and the Chocolate Factory, Pirates of the okay. Caribbean, and X Men. So. Okay. Um, Do we need to watch any of those first? No, I don't think so. I think we're we're we're, we're going to be Jump set. In. This one has a lot of reviews um, for a bad movie, a hundred thousand. <laughs> so, wow. and uh, um, it's always fitting. Bad movies less than an hour and a half, hour twenty six. It's like you're writing right. a shitty essay, and you just gotta like extend it a little bit. But I'm like, fuck, gotta we? We gotta hit that hour and a half. We gotta. We got to turn it into the theaters. Yeah. What? What is an hour and 26? Jeez. You know, I think we talked about this before, but you know how long a feature film has to be? I don't remember this. Um, there's a there's a there's specific a, number. It's a limit. There's, there's a, a li- minimum limit. I mean, minimum limit's not the right word. Threshold. Uh, who determines that? Big Big cinema? 
it's it wasn't big cinema it was like small cinema at the time oh, uh Art, i'm gonna say artiste. uh 60 minutes 45 oh damn that was my yeah you had answer. it i, I was like i had full fu- fu- like, yeah no, i was no. like 45 minutes it's like a tv show <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a that was a feature length is what they were called a feature length film a short is anything 45 minutes and under if I remember this correctly, I, I think that's right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, you know. But how will they so correct I, you if you're wrong, Grant? Um, are we is there? there any- I want to say one. I oh, say what, what do you thing. got? What do you got? Did you know Birdemic? I forgot Birdemic was was five. Stop yeah, five the fifth worst movie of all time. If you haven't seen that review, you can check it out at GQReview.com or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. But yeah, tell me about Birdemic, Grant. Yeah, no, I was just surprised that, you know, Birdemic should be worse than Epic Movie. So we get a, you know, a, a really a, like, a comparison there, right? We got to okay, control. Yeah. We got to control. Like top. Yeah. It's pretty close to each other. It's there's a lot of reviews for these bad movies. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong about this feature length film. Uh, you can leave comments on our website as well uh gqreview.com and you also can uh dm us or comment on our posts you know comment on this one after you listen to it and and flame me if you want um on instagram or or twitter uh our handle is at gqreview.com this was this feels like a fast one but um i guess we're locked in for epic movie and that's it We'll, we'll see you guys next week right yep Peace. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.